Has anyone ever inspired you to change your life that made you more fulfilled? Well, as a leader in your business and in your community, what are those questions that you ask yourself on a daily basis? It's these questions that we explore on Inspiring Women. I am your host, Betty Collins, and I'm a certified public accountant, a business owner, and a community leader who partners with others who want to achieve remarkable results for themselves and their organizations. I am here to help inspire you to a positive step forward for a better life. So today we have a great guest on Inspiring Women, and um, her name is Kathy Eshelman. And she is a natural problem solver, aren't all women, right? But, um, and she's very accomplished. I mean, her, I can't even read her whole bio. There's so much here. It's just amazing. And I know in her questions, we'll talk about it and get through it. But um, she's a collaborator, which we need today, a decision maker, very enthusiastic team player. Um, she's exceptional with communication skills. And uh, her entrepreneur spirit certainly thrives. You're going to hear about that today. Um, she's, she served as the PTO president of Junior Achievement. But also, this is a big deal to me, is the White House appointee to the SBA's National Women's Business Council. Um, I've been to, to Washington, D.C. once with NABO, and it was the coolest thing. And we got to see some of this, um, and that was in 2019. Um, you hold a degree in, a, in journalism. You're from the, and you went to the University of Texas, in, or yeah, in Austin. And you were the president of the Longhorn Marching Band for two years. Right. I love that. There we go. <laughs> um, you played tenor sax. Do you still play? Um, no. No? <laughs> no, <laughs> she says, I don't, no. I don't. Um, the marching band is significant because she, she marched in the inaugural parade for President Ronald Reagan and Vice President George Bush. Um, that was probably a big highlight. That would have been a cool, cool it was thing amazing. to be a part of. Absolutely. Yeah. Stayed, in uh, the, stayed in the barracks in Quantico. Oh, my it gosh. Was kind of, yes. That's awesome. It was really an amazing trip. Oh, well, but, and what's great, of course, with Inspiring Women, we've talked to, we have so many listeners who are all about entrepreneurship. I mean, we have, many of you are in business as well, but she owned her own business. And you started a business at age 25. Um, and, and you raised $30,000, not $30 million, but <laughs> yeah, $30,000 uh, to start grading notes and then build it into a $1.8 million uh, enterprise. That's very impressive. You also have something called patrioticjewelry.com. That's going to be fun to talk about. And you served as the vice president of membership for the Ohio Chamber of Commerce, um, where her team earned two national sales awards for member retention. So that's really cool. Um, you have a lot of passion. I think this is brave. You ran for the Senate. I, anyone who's in politics, I think, is brave, especially today. Um, so we'll maybe we'll probably get into that as well. And you were featured. You were a Weld calendar. I was. Uh, I was as well Wait, in 2020, the year of the pandemic. Mine was I, quite a long time ago, but, but you, I was still Miss August. Now, there you go, Miss <laughs> August. I was. I tell my kids I was Miss December. They hate it when I say that. But I, <laughs> my family does too. Yeah. <laughs> I still do it. Um, but you were also in the Columbus CEO magazine as Boss Woman and um, other media, including TV, newspaper, and magazines. So we're just going to connect it. We're just going to start right in. Uh, we have so much in common and so much synergy. I think today's podcast will just be energy. You're going to love it. Uh, this is a person who has an amazing resume and a lot of insight for us. But certainly, I couldn't even read your whole bio. It was crazy. 
So you certainly don't allow any grass to grow under your feet. Uh, when you were 25 years old, you started a business um, and you founded Grade A Notes, as I said, was a $30 million, no, $30,000. <laughs> um, could you tell us what possessed you to follow this route at such a young age? Yeah, so it's kind of like the horse trailer story from Texas, right? So yeah. my, uh, I went to the school at the University of Texas and they had a note-taking service and I just thought it was fantastic. I thought it was ironic a little bit too because... Uh, getting a journalism degree, you know, yeah, I was buying somebody else's notes. Yeah, they're very affordable, and for me, they were just a supplement to you make sure you kind of had every bit of information you could, um, just to succeed in your classes and do well. And um, so from that, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna do one similar. So I looked around, and the gentleman that owned that one was kind of doing some in other universities in Texas and, you know, surrounding area. So I thought, well, I'm going to get out of his hair. I'm not, I don't, yeah. kinda, don't want him to uh, fill any kind of competition. So I, you know, I did some research in Ohio State was mm -hmm. the largest university in the country that did not have a note-taking service. Wow. So uh, that, you know, I don't know how much deep research that was, but not, it was enough for me to load my dad's horse trailer, you know, come with up my, yeah. And we, um, you know, my business partner's dad drove us up. I mean, we were young, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And I had a, got a friend of mine I knew from Longhorn Band to join me. He was fresh out with an advertising marketing degree, I believe, and thought, I need a first job. Sure, I'll go do it. Let's do it. I don't think he knew he was going to be getting ink under his fingers and <laughs> printing a lot of things. It. But uh, we had a really good time and got it off, got it off the ground. Well, what's interesting to me is you knew Ohio State was the only school in the country that didn't have, like large university. Large, you right. didn't have the internet to Google, so you had to do your homework. Good point. For yes, sure, right. And the other, <clears throat> the other thing that's interesting is back then. I mean, today, twenty-five-year-old young women start businesses. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. At that time, did you find that the, the glass ceiling was a real thing, all that? Or was it? did people not take you serious? You're just some young girl. Your dad must have money, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know? I think there was a little bit of that, but I didn't feel like it was any kind of real negative. Right. It wasn't a barrier was, for you. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, my dad always owned his own business. Okay. And so I think growing up, and um, I thought, that's what I'm going to do in my right. own business. I mean, that's what, you I saw. Just, just, that's what I saw, right? He went to work for himself every day. And um, I just thought, I'm going to do this. Yeah. My my mom thought I was a little crazy. I mean, yep. She probably was a little right. Yeah. <laughs> but me and my friends and family, uh, we put together a business plan and they invested $30,000 with us. Mm. And we were able to just uh, move up here, open a checking account, you know, get an apartment and, and, and uh, start finding note takers. Um, I often say people, you know, how do you do the marketing for that? Well, it's one of the few businesses where you know where 100% of your clients or prospects are at any given time. Yeah. So we do, we would take like notes the first day, have our note takers take notes, and then we had a little template that just said, get these notes at grade A notes. And it was brand new. So that was the kind of little bit difficult thing I didn't expect is that you had to ex kind of explain to these yeah. students what this was. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like customized cliff notes. Yeah. But we would literally go over there and stand at the entrance of the doors. The people would come in and, hey, you can get lecture notes for this class. You know, so just really. Wow. Yeah, it was a, it was, and it started taking off. You know, students didn't have all the, of course, all right. social media and everything now, but they definitely still, word of mouth spread pretty big. Sure. Yeah. So you had an idea, you had a passion, you're using your degree, and now it's reality. But how long did it take probably to really like, I can actually pay my rent? You know uh, what I mean? Because a lot of entrepreneurs young that are listening right now are thinking, oh, I can just jump and do that. Yeah. But it does take. It, it does take time. some time, and it definitely took longer than I thought. Yeah. Um, but again, you know, you're 25, and yeah. you just 
I'm going to go do this. Right. And um, I, you know, I think really it was probably I started in '87, so probably about three, four years yeah. before I could pay the rent. Um, but one of my business partner, one of my business partner, I had shareholders also, but the business yeah. partner, he actually. Um, you know, kind of paid some of those bills. That was kind of his commitment. So I have a place over my head, yeah, <laughs> yeah. a roof over my head. No, but it sounds so, like you thought it through. But yeah. that's awesome at 25 years old. It was fantastic. We ended up opening uh, six different locations across the country mm. and physical locations. And okay. um, what ended up being our best one, I hate to admit, was at yeah. the University of Michigan. Sorry. Well, that's okay. They, well, maybe, maybe they just need more notes up there. I don't know. Could have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, they're just lazy. They want someone else, right? That's no, right. I, mean, I don't know. They were, know. you know. But you, were, you, but you went to six different states because that's that's a task in itself. Mm-hmm. Not today. Today you can right. be in six states like it's nothing. Right. Especially with the pandemic, everything shuts down. You're on, Now we're all on Zoom calls doing our thing. Right. Back then it was you traveled and, and or however you had we to did. make it We did. We traveled. You know, we absolutely did. You know, we uh, actually went to OU in Athens was our first, okay. our second location. Yeah. And then... Um, it's a longer story, but basically the bookstore at the University of Michigan, I'd got to know one of the VPs for that bookstore chain. Yeah. And they thought, and I thought, I pr- kind of proposed to them, what if we put our gritty notes were like in the, in your store? Yeah. So it'd be like a little satellite. Oh, yeah. And so I just, um, that ended up being a wonderful idea. I mean, they cut, you know, they got the percentage and they took care of all the little expenses. I had no, you know, the right. percentage oh, was beautiful. Yeah, it was really a great thing. And that's probably why the Michigan store ended up being so successful because that was a different model. Yeah. Uh, we ended up with the University of ne- Nebraska, Michigan State, University of Arizona. Anyways, it was it was wonderful. And then beyond that, we started doing custom notes. I mean, like custom course packs. People might know them from getting them at a Kinko's maybe. Yeah. And so we'd put those together and bind them and sell them to the students in the classes. And that's how we went to do it over 100 universities. We sold them through bookstores all over the country. So mm. that was that was fantastic. Wonderful. Well, this year's theme is courageous. Being cor- actually courage, and being courageous. Mm-hmm. Um, what that's a lot of courage at 25. Uh, you know, when I was 25, I was already having kids. I wanted someone to be the employer and give me a check. I didn't want to write the check. I didn't want to, you know, do all the things. And so, to me, when I hear someone that that starts something like that, I, I you can't go back. And if you're 25 and you're listening or you're even 30 and you can go, I got this. Right. Don't don't wait till you're 38. Especially (laughs) till you get, you know, more and more bills and house expense and children. And you're right. I just was. You were courageous. You had a lot of courage back then to do something like that. Thank you. Maybe. Oh, well, like for naivety. To you, it's just like, this is where I'm going to learn my living. But to to people watching or hearing your story, it's different. It was really awesome. Well, you've been the PTO president, a junior achievement teacher but also a White House appointee to the SBA's National Women's Business Council. Um, those are huge things. P- junior Achievement is a big deal I to love me. Junior Achievement. It, it's such a great thing. I wish there was more of it. I do too. You know, and, and into, it's funny, as I've gotten involved with a little bit of university things, um, I spoke at a, a group of kids who uh, their major was entrepreneurship. I love that. Wouldn't that would in the eighties? Wouldn't that have been great? That would've we would have had right. And now they actually have it. But um, and then to be um, on the national council, I'd love to hear more about that. But have you always considered yourself a leader? I don't know that I consider myself one, but I do like to be in charge. Yep, there you go. <laughs> and I do love working with people. And right. What I hope to think is motivating them and. And I know, like at grade A notes, we were, you know, 
I told everybody to treat it like it's your own business. Yeah. And when you get, empower people like that, they really do a fantastic job. Right. I mean, we had a few full-time people uh, along the way, but we mostly had students that were either sure. working in our store, you know, just as clerks or the note takers a lot. Most of them were all just like seniors or grad students taking the notes in the class, right. maybe a TA. Um, and then we had a couple of, uh, we, we called him Father Time. I think they had a Father Time down at, down at Texas also. <laughs> just an old guy, gray yep. hair. It just, I mean, he and he just wanted to sit in on classes. And we had a woman like that too, had been a, had been a retired teacher. So they were awesome because they would take three or four classes. And of course, their commitment was high. Right. And they really wanted to learn it. So they really took great notes. Well, I mean, I look at leadership is if people follow your leader. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that defines leadership. You can have titles, you can be in charge, you can do these things. If you don't have a following, Mm -hmm. you're really, you're not leading. So Mm -hmm. what, you know, as a leader, what did you get to do um, with this SBA council? Well, it, 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 uh, I actually represented the Women Presidents Organization. I was a member of that. It was, it started in, it started in New York City. Uh, A woman started it there. And then it's like a, um, peer advisory group. So you'd meet like once a month and yeah. there's like a max of 25 women in it. And they were all had to be presidents of businesses that did at least a million dollars in sales if you were service-based and two million if you're product-based. Yeah. So I barely snuck in at, at that point where we were. Right, right. But, <laughs> but you got in. That ended up being just one of the most, I mean, some of my very best friends are from the WPO. Yeah. So the WPO held a seat on the National Women's Business Council. There you go. And so Marsha Firestone, the founder, actually asked me if I would be willing to do it. She knew I was very involved, and I loved it. Be anything. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't really political, but it still was in that government sure. public service. Yeah. So um, the greatest thing I think that happened was we had they had never um, taken the taken the information out to the people, if you will. So uh, Tammy Longaberger was actually the oh, uh, president at the okay. time. Now that was just coincidentally. You were both from Ohio, and I kind of had met her a few times. Yeah. But we um, we had them maybe half a dozen of them around the country. And uh, we ended up with the one in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, it was by far the most successful. I mean, I think yeah. between Tammy and I having, you know, enough contacts. Sure. And, and, of course, Tammy's just a great draw. So. Yeah. And it was, uh, we just brought people in and we had, you know, we had some just some speakers for them and information mm-hmm. about um, matters important to women business owners. You know, I have clients who are in, definitely in that the WPO, and and they don't even see themselves as leaders, oh, you know, wow. but they really are, and they're still trailblazers today because they're still because the, the amount of businesses that are that are women owned that are not over a million dollars is just awful, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just women start or forty percent of the women businesses that are starting are uh, with women business owners, right? But they get they stop. It's it's stack. It gets here. So mm-hmm. to be over the million dollar mark, you're leading the way, definitely. And, that was great. And, yeah. Right. And yeah, I mean, you did it a while ago. So. And I was surrounded by women who most of them were ahead of me, just be, you know yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah. And um, it was just just imagine being able to sit around the table with yeah. women who've been wildly more successful than I had. You know, I yeah. like to think that I caught up a little bit, but, right. and I'm still really good friends with them today. In fact, I yeah. hosted our That's monthly cool. supper club Thursday night. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, we have 13 of us that just kind of started as a support one, one woman we knew really yeah. well needed some support. And we just have a supper club. Everyone we're doing like eight years, I think. And uh, Thursday was at my house. And yep. it's just amazing to get these women together. We've been friends, you know, depending somewhere around 97, but yeah. as people joined. Yeah. So some of my best friends were from WPO. Mm. Well, in your spare time, <laughs> <laughs> you ran for state representative for Ohio. 
give us an idea what that's like. Because I'll tell you, women are running for office more and more right now. Mm-hmm. The Joanne Davidsons, the Betty Montgomery's in Ohio, they were trailblazers for sure. Um, and what we're even seeing at the national level now and state Senate, I mean, federal, you know, Congress seats, right. and it's just off the charts. It, I would, there's a part of me who would just love to jump into it, but there's a part of me going, absolutely not. Do it. No. <laughs> You've got to do it. But tell me what it's like to do it. Because I love having women at the table in in everywhere. I I think it's good to have a balance. I think it's good oh, to absolutely. have those perspectives. But tell us about that whole process and what that was kind of like. Well, you need to encourage women to do this. And that's why I said you yep. should. Anybody yeah. else watching, you <laughs> should do it. Um So it didn't end the way I wanted, but it definitely um, was a pretty amazing experience. So what had happened was, what had happened was, uh, Mike Keenan was a city council member and then became mayor. But in the meantime, he had run for this district. And at that time, 2010, it was, it leaned a little left, not Mm -hmm. much. Um, And I was, you know, I was a Republican at the time, so I still am. Yep. (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I apologize. Yeah, and it's not, you know, not to be political, but, um, but you know, it's kind of like a... Everybody's kind of understands if he's going to run again, I'm probably not going to run for me, you know, because he's yeah. already in office. So um, our county chairman for the party called him to ask, hey, what are you thinking? And he's like, I'm not doing I'm not running. <laughs> I'm not running. Yeah. And so he set up a meeting and I went over there and I remember thinking I can. This is when I kind of had that aha moment. I can do this. Yeah. And he uh, he's uh, he reaches into a big cabinet and he opens up the cabinet. and He's got this kind of big banker's box. He goes, I'm not running. You can have everything I have on it, on the district, any of the issues, mm. everything I had when I ran two years ago, and I'll write you your first campaign check. Let me know when your wow. account's open. Wow. And that was early on in um, 2009. So I kind of got out early because, mm-hmm. again, I wanted to kind of, my idea was to clear the field a little bit. Yeah. And I mostly did. And then at the end, what I learned about politics, it's very political. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that may sound like, didn't you know that? Well, I did, but... Um, it's just a long story and a lot of details, but essentially, you know, somebody had been upset because mm-hmm. of something they didn't get, I don't know, 8, 10, 12, 15 years before that. And um, I was, um, you know, I was on the team of people who had made that not happen for him. And he decided to just block whatever, do whatever. He, and he had a lot of power and mm-hmm. just block my nomination. And it was, um, I had raised more money than wow. any other non-incumbent you know, in the state, which yeah. I don't mind asking for things. I mean, that's just one thing about me. I will sure. say that's good advice. Yep. Don't ask, don't get. Right. So, and that's probably the biggest reason why women don't run, that they don't want to have to raise money. Yeah. They feel like they're burdening people, but people want to help. That's what right. I learned. People want good candidates. They do. You know? Yeah. And they want people that are going to get in there and be advocates for them mm-hmm. on behalf of them. That's right. Or today, I think I think there's still today, and I mean, if it was you thought it was political back in 09, I can't even imagine what it's like behind the scenes, right? <laughs> yeah. But people want leadership. Mm-hmm. They want leadership. Right. You know, they want something to follow. They want something they that do. they can believe in and go. And you just have to be able to communicate that to them. Right. And and um, I did raise a lot of that money from my women president's organization. Sure. Friends. So, sure. you know, it's just they were successful business people. And also from my, I have another group of like political friends that kind of become my, our tribe, we call it. Yeah. And so I have two group texts on my phone going at just about any time. And uh, I'm just blessed beyond all measure. I mean, those women supported me before they really even knew me because yes. they knew of me and they met me. And so that's what became really um, exciting. Yeah. And then just, you know, I got out and met people all 2009, which was 
again, really kind of early. Yeah. And uh, But I love meeting with constituents. I love meeting with all the central committee members, you know, that that I, you know, needed to get their vote. Yeah. And um, the kind of interesting thing happened was we each got uh, my last minute candidate and I got to uh, give a, just a little speech in front of him. And then we, um, I don't know, it's like my people that were kind of, some of the people for me are social like I am. So yeah. they cast their vote for me and then they decided to go down to the, the bar and go enjoy themselves for the evening. And um, it was a tie vote. Wow. It was a tie. I've heard Joanne Davidson say that so many times. Mm-hmm. One more door knock, one yep. more door knock. And I'll be darned, it happened to me. I was like, Ty has got to be so freaky. Yeah. Well, freaky on me, I guess. So, wow. But yeah, so then I, you know, it's hard to go scramble my people back. And then I ended up winning, I mean, losing by about two or three votes. But wow. it was just heartening. Mm. Um, I had some friends that never were really involved in politics. So were there with my my T-shirt, Kathy yeah. Ushman, first uh, state rep. And a couple of them have just really had their, I don't know, stomach turned about it. Like, just, yeah. I can't believe that happened. I mean, I was the shoe in by all. Most people would tell you that. Yeah. You know, so... Anyways, well, but it well, was a good I mean, experience. I learned a lot from it. it. We we need women to run. We need people. You need to be involved. If, if nothing else, you know, you look at the federal situation today and you go, it's too uphill. It's too big. But locally, there's a lot of issues you can have impact locally, right? And and go. So, but I just, I always love talking about things of like yeah. politics. One of the things that I met with Joanne Davidson, she yeah. was in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I was there for something else. And we met for a late coffee I love that woman. She has yeah. so much energy. She's like, well, I have a meeting till nine. Can you meet then? I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Thank, yeah. thank you so much. And so she came and we talked a lot about me wanting to run for state rep. And she said, have you thought about city council? And I was like, yeah, I thought about it. You know, but I live in a town that I think's run really well. Right. What am I going to offer? You know, yeah. I, I love the town where I live in. Yeah. And then, but, it, you know, it was 2009, 10, right after, you know, we were in a bad economy. Yep. So bad to me, times. being a small business owner, I thought I had a lot to offer yeah. as far as, you know, doing, offering yeah. um, suggestions and things. So. Well, people who show up win, right? <laughs> and so we women need to do that more and more. It doesn't, do. doesn't matter what it is, but it's it's a tough it's a tough hill to climb. But a mutual friend of ours <laughs> uh, described you as one of the most positive and optimistic persons that they've ever met. Wow. So can you share with us how you always remain so enthusiastic and upbeat? First of all, I am so humbled by her comments. I mean, I, wow, to think somebody thinks that about you because you don't know. So if nothing else, I'm just grateful this came up because I was able to feel that, you know, it was um, a great feeling, you know. So I, my dad, my, both my parents were, were pretty positive. My mom always told me growing up, you can do or be anything you want in the whole the whole world. Just right. use whatever you want. There's no barriers. Just go do it. So when I was getting my degree in journalism at the University of Texas, I thought, of course, I was going to be the next Jane Polly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, was it Katie Curry that came after that? I'm yeah. like, Katie, Ugh. get out. <laughs> so I actually never pursued it, unfortunately, because yeah. the first jobs out of uh, degree of broad, broad, journalism with broadcast emphasis were down like, you know, tiny little towns on the border. And yeah. um, I just... Had. I, didn't, I wouldn't mind, you know, having to work for a little money, but I don't know. It was just seemed far away, even in Texas, you know, so I just didn't know. But you um, had entrepreneur in your heart. I did have I entrepreneur mean, in my heart. Was, and that that's, was... yeah, and that came along, you know, not too long after that. So um, I just, I just loved it. So my dad always owned his business. And my dad, um, you know, he's, he's going to be turning 84 mm. in April. My mom passed away of lung cancer, unfortunately, a few years ago. But um 
But my dad always just had this can-do spirit to him. Yeah. Like, you know, for him also being an entrepreneur, like he just, I could, you know, we can do it. And I recently visited him because he was having some health challenges. Yeah. And he still lives north of Houston. So I went down there and spent a couple of weeks. I hadn't spent a couple of weeks with my dad in so many years. It really makes me kind of embarrassed and sad. But we had a wonderful time. Um, but it was just, I saw these people coming to see him. And like the air conditioner guy, put a, who he had been using for years. My dad has some rental properties. Yeah. And the guy walked in and he goes, Mr. Joe. I'm going to give you a free air conditioner. I'm going to install it. It's not, it's, you know, not on nothing charged for you. I'm going to do it. And if you need maintenance, let me know. And because he, my dad had just moved, that was all part yeah. of me going down there. And I was like, somebody just gave him. You know, the guy was in the business, yeah. and I just was so impressed. And then I talked to so many people along the way. You know, my dad's very well loved in his community, and yeah. I kind of get cheery eyed, but just hearing all these stories of people that say, oh, he did this for me and he did that for me. In fact, I'm thinking I'm not living up to that at all. (laughs) But he's just that, just that positivity. If he can help somebody, you know, um, he's going to do it. And so it's, it's just pretty. So you grew up around that. I did. So it's just what you know, but today is a hard, it's hard to be positive today. You got to work at Mm -hmm. it. So tell the audience, what do you do today? I mean, you know, you're, you've been away from your mom and dad. You've done mm-hmm. so many things in life. Um, you've you've got a full plate, full resume. But now it's a hard, it's hard. It's, it is hard. To me, it's a, I feel like every day is an uphill climb. Yes. You know, Some unless days. I choose to look to not think of it right. that way. Which I bet you it, it, don't think of it that way. Well, you know, you I work with, acknowledge it. I I work with small business owners who are exhausted. Mm-hmm. So my role as a CPA is not just to do taxation or whatever it is. It's to keep them going. Like they mm-hmm. got to be inspired. They've got to keep moving. Yes. You know, so how do you how do you do that today? Tell tell us how you do that. It's not it's not one of the questions, but I right. know you can answer it. That's okay. Well, I mean, what's interesting about that was I would say that I have struggled a little bit lately. Yeah. I mean, but most people wouldn't know that because I'm not a person that's going to go out there and, you know, whiny complaint um but i just you know every day i wake up i journal and then i you know i um i'm quiet and talk to god and i just figure out what's going to be you know in store for me today and then (laughs) it was kind of funny driving over here i was thinking you know i was running a little late sorry everybody knows that sorry (laughs) but i am sorry very sorry but uh but i was like what music do i want to listen to you know and this is going to sound really crazy yeah and I just looked really quickly through my, and I said, born to be wild. There we go. And I mean, that, you know, that song starts, <laughs> get your motor running. And, yeah, and I was just like, go. You know, just, I feel like I was just born to yeah. be, um, not necessarily wild, but, you know, optimistic and enthusiastic. I just like to be that way. It just yeah. feels good to me. Yep. So, and again, I, you know, I don't know, just maybe I was born that way a little bit. My parents did that. My brother believes in me more than anybody. Um, I have wonderful family, wonderful friends. It's just yeah. be hard not to be. Right. You know, you have to, you have to um, really be intentional about what you're putting in, you're in and out, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my song is uh, Bachman Turn Overdrive, which is, um, that's the group, is Taking Care of Business. I love that one too. There are days I have that just <laughs> loud because I'm yeah. like, that's what I got to do today. You right? do got to take care of business. Take care of business today. Yeah, and that, and uh, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no river oh, yeah. low enough. And, you know, it's to get to you, but for me, it's like to get to where I'm going. Yeah. So when we started the Michigan story, it was, t- it was hard work. I mean, we drove up there all the time. Yeah. And uh, I would play that a lot. Just, you know, nothing's going to stop me from getting up there and being successful. Right. So. 
Yesterday, I, did, I um, did a podcast. We did recording on just my my approaches to life. It's it's going to be really my four new approaches in this season because mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to turn sixty this year. Mm-hmm. I just and did. and part of it truly is choosing to how am I going to get through the season. Oh, I bet you know it's it really got to be tough. Yeah, and but yeah. my mom will tell you optimism. Is, I mean, she. Um, I mean, she. The only war, of course, was World War II, right? <laughs> of course. The big war. And they saw <laughs> depression. I mean, they did all what they had to do during that time. They saw a president assassinated. Right. They saw the 60s come in after living this nice 50s. Mm-hmm. The 60s were like, what's happened right. to the world? And in the 70s, they're in gas lines, just like we are right now. And <laughs> my brother paid, I remember when he talked about, and I don't know why I remember this, because I was a teenager, but when his house interest was like 18% and went to 12, it was like a pay raise. You mm-hmm. know? Isn't that crazy? And my mom will still say to this day, she'll go, but then came along Ronald Reagan, mm. who led. I mean, yes. he just led with optimism. He did. And people like optimism. People ended up liking, liking him, whether they hated him or not. Right. You know, they didn't really, I mean, especially as he won all, what, 49 states out of 50 right. the second exactly. time. Right, exactly. But he came in and he and he just said, we're, we're better than this. Yes. You know? and, and we're I think we're kind of waiting for that, or we we've got to be that, right? We are One that. or the other. I, I agree. I Because uh, his optimism in the coming out of with interest rates right. and, and all the things he, he dealt with at that time, yes. you know, you just went, okay. So it's all up to us. But I mean, right. I, I feel for my kids' generation, there's that sure. part going, you guys got to decide need. what you want this to look like, and right. it's on you. That's you know? true. And so. that's, that's a tough... Of course, I will tell you, it might not be surprising to you, I do have a bust of Ronald Reagan on my buffet as you walk in my house. <laughs> I believe that. Stay I would inspired, love to see right? <laughs> I know some people might not agree with that, but... You know, there's people sure that you inspire you, though. I mean, I could listen to Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. Just in, uh, yes. she is an inspiring person. Mm-hmm. I could still listen to Reagan. You Sometimes you see little flashes of him come up on social oh, right. media that are just fun to watch and you go, yeah, you know. Just, you know. Um, or if I need it, I go to uh, the Dean Martin days, you know, oh, and right. you go to those roasts and those just so they had funny. fun. They yeah. just had fun. Have fun. Have I fun at having fun, making fun. It was just phenomenal. You know? People kind of sometimes forget to have fun. Yep. Not that they don't want to, but they're just so burden with everything we all have to do and i think social right. media is probably added to that i'm very guilty you right. know but right. I, you know sometimes you just gotta step out and say what are we gonna do that's fun right right yeah. let's get so, i mean it's a good day right it is a good day well optimism i mean we could talk about that all day but but our theme this year is courage i just feel like we need courage in the everyday mm-hmm. in the big stuff uh we need people willing to be courageous mm-hmm. which is willing and ready go uh, what would you say is the most courageous step you've ever taken? I appreciate you giving me the, you know, some ideas of questions you might ask yeah. ahead of time. And I have to say, this is by, the other were kind of simple for me to fill in. Right. about my life. Right. And I really struggle with this a little bit. Um, but I guess the thing that came to mind was when my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer mm. in 2013. Um and I, I didn't feel courageous. You just feel like I got to help my mom, right? Right. But looking back on it, I mean, I realized that I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I needed to be a caretaker. I needed yeah. to be there with all the doctor appointments. And I mean, I remember like writing notes to myself, like, what, what can I do to do this better? Right. And if things didn't make sense, I always have this little saying, if it doesn't make sense to me, it don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love that. You know, right? It's because good. you hear people telling stories like, mm. Right. Right. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> And so ultimately, I kept looking and looking, and I found somebody that could help me find. They actually have a concierge at Ohio State um, 
I don't know if it's for the whole the whole hospital or just for the uh, cancer center, but um, the concierge was a person who basically helped you maneuver, you know, yeah. the this, this system because we didn't know what the treatment would be. My mom was up for any treatment. And yeah. well, I will say, and I don't know how this is going to sound, but my mom wasn't necessarily this, she was strong. Um, I don't know, that's not right. She was strong, but I've never seen her be so strong as she was in that fight. Yeah. I mean, she would take some treatments sometimes that were just, um, she was just so weak. Um, mm. One time she really couldn't lay flat on that bed to get the radiation. And she, you know, they finally just kind of gave up and brought her out in a wheelchair. And she's crying. My mother also didn't cry a lot. Right. And I was like, Mom, she's like, I'm sorry I couldn't do it. Like, she's apologizing to me. I'm like, Mom, it, it's okay. We yeah. will find a way to get it done. Yeah. And we did. It took some work. But you but, did it. Uh, we did find a way. And it's just... Looking back on that, it was very um, every every new treatment, every new everything was kind of felt. Looking back, it was kind of some courage to yeah. always be supportive of her, always try to be mm-hmm. optimistic, and then also know my mom's dying. You yeah. know exactly. Sure. So one thing that did happen to me, which I didn't know if I was going to bring up or not, but Do that it. was in 2013, and um, blah 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 blah, ran into a, a person on on social media actually who was. Uh, like a multi-level marketing company for a, a protein shake mix. Okay. So it was interesting. So I, you know, another diet. Sure. I, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. But I take the shake. <laughs> Been there, done that, right? <laughs> so started in January. My mom was diagnosed in March. Mm. And I was definitely falling off the wagon by then. I mean, you know, probably started about four weeks in. And, yeah. you know, instead of taking the shake twice a day, I was once a day, once every other day. Right. And uh, I remember, though, going to different doctor's appointments with my mom. And I remember... You know, we needed we needed to meet with all of them. That was the plan. Yeah. And we went to meet with the surgeon. And the sur- she's like, I don't want to meet with the surgeon. Um, I, you know, I won't survive. She was unhealthy as well. I'm not going to survive yeah. a surgery. So we just skipped that. I go, Mom, we because ha- I'm thinking, oh, my God, we have to go. Yeah. And so I, sh- I print out a picture of him. He's kind of a good-looking guy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> she's like, okay, oh, I guess I'll go. go. Yeah. <laughs> Again, what can I do to be creative to yeah. help the- my mom get through this? And I just remember he walked in and, He's like, well, you know, got good news and bad news. And uh, mom said she wanted the good news. He goes, well, the good news is you have a very small operable tumor. Mm. And I could go in there. It was in the upper left lobe of her lung. I could go in there and remove it. You wouldn't lose much lung capacity. And um, I, you know, and I think we could get it just like that. I'm like, oh, wow. Dream yeah, come true. Like, good. And then, of course, like, what's the bad news? He says, well, I'm afraid if I put you on the table, I might not be able to bring you off because mm. of the other health issues. Can I just tell you, I did not know it at the time. I did not know it until I set her eulogy two years later mm. at her funeral. I got on those shakes like there's nobody business. And I didn't really, I didn't make the connection until mm-hmm. the eulogy. Yeah. And I lost 100 pounds. Wow. I mean, wow, right? Wow. Um, I never meant to lose that much, but it just worked. I started working Perfect. out. I yep. became an aerobics teacher. I was 53 years old. That's crazy. Love it. But ultimately, um, of course, I've gained a lot of it back, so i got to get back on the shakes. But at her at eulogy, then I realized um, I was trying to write things down, and it hit me. I got serious about losing that weight when I heard that surgeon say he couldn't operate her because of her health problems. Mm-hmm. And I think I said up here without even thinking, I'm never going to let that happen to me. Yeah. If I have cancer, they're going to go in there and cut it out. So my mom ultimately and her diagnosis ultimately, I think, helped me. I'm de- still lighter than I was, but I still got to get it back off. Yeah. But, I mean, it was an amazing time for me, just being all physically fit and, you know, 
100 pounds is a lot of weight to lose. You know, in the everyday, the courage of the everyday. Mm-hmm, that's I right. I mean, drinking the shake every day. That is. We yeah. think courage has to be big. Right. You know, we think it has to be like, we're, we got a cape on, we're flying around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, you've done a lot of that. You have an amazing story. You need to Thank tell you. it. You need to tell it all the time. Thank you. Because um, it's it, just a lot of good in all that. I want to end with. A couple of things. So tell me a little bit about um, the Patriotic Jewelry Store, I mean, or .com. I think that's cool. Yes. I'd love to hear it. Um, well, uh, uh, some friends and I started actually in 1999, kind of about the time they had all the hanging chads in Florida. Ah. And um, wasn't my idea. Okay. One of the other gals that I was on we, the beginning of AOL, right? And Yeah. Yeah, chat rooms. So we, <laughs> one of them had the idea, why don't we, you know, if President Bush gets elected, why don't we make a big W crystal pen and we'll just take it to the inauguration and we'll just sell them. Yeah. And that'll be fun. And I was like, well, at that WPO, uh, when they when WPO started in Columbus, yeah. they held an a info session. Um, Bank One, back in the day, mm. they sponsored it. And uh, I met a lady there who also owned a business and she owned a, a jewelry making business. Okay. And so I, she had, a, I remember she had a pen that said business is great and I had to have it. Yeah. She actually, like, I'm like, how much? And she yeah. wanted me to come to her shop. I'm like, I don't do jewelry. Yeah. Like, you know, I love it. Yeah. So I had kept her card all that time. I go, I know somebody they can do this for mm-hmm. us. And so I contacted them. And sure enough, they absolutely sent me some drawings. And so we ended up getting a crystal one. And they were kind of, you know, they were kind of big. Um, and then we got uh, just a gold tone one. And then we got red, white, red, clear and blue, blue right? crystals. Yeah. So we got them made and we all went to the inauguration and we always laugh and say our best sales room was really on the elevators. We had our coats on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> can I interest you in a Rolex? Or how about the Patriotic Jewelry? Yeah. How about a W? <laughs> so, so her company also had Patriotic items. So we, you know, carried those, some of those yeah. too. We probably sold more of the Crystal W pins to uh, the Texan the Texan men who were there for the inauguration because they all had their black Stetsons on. Not all black, but a lot. Yeah. And boy, that Crystal W looked really good on that That's Stetson. That's so funny. We'd laugh and go, never thought about the men. That's hilarious. You know, so it just, it was, it's just been a great business. I've had yeah. lots of fun experiences. I've gone to some national conventions, yeah. sold jewelry. Um, and I, I just, um, it's just been a great, I love it. And so I've yeah. kind of, it's kind of been a little bit like, haven't yeah. marketed it. Um, I still have customers that still come because they know me. Yeah. Um, but so- it's not a couple of jobs. So I've actually been working on it now. I'm going to relaunch the website and I uh, just have new and expanded product line. Mm-hmm. You know, mostly I had pens, earrings, bracelets, uh, all flag oriented. Very um, cool. So it's just, yeah, it's been, it's been a great thing. And I mean, I love bling. Like, why am yeah. I not always get it on there. that? So it's kind of like, a, I feel like I turned, you talk about turning 60. I turned yeah. 60 last year. Okay. And I just think this is my next chapter. I'm going to really dive in and make it a real. Right. Well, you've had amazing chapters. All the things we've talked about today. I mean, my audience, I, if, if you're out there listening of what's next, this is the person who's lived what's next and executed, right? But I know when I look at 60, I, I, I go, okay, all I've ever known is accounting, you know, mm-hmm. in business and doing what I'm doing. But there are things now that I want to do as I as I have different chat this different chapter. It's not right. the last chapter. It's just a different the next, chapter, right? Right. Um, I look at someone like, and I have a podcast on Aretha Franklin. She sang for President Obama uh-huh. and did her a natural woman. It's a great video. It it's awesome, right? But she's singing like she's twenty. Right. If you didn't see her, you know, That's you so would go, "Wow, who is that?" that Great way to look at that. Right. And here it. she is 70, and the crowd's in her hands. She's got the president 
the person who wrote the song in the audience, and it's hers to take. Right, I love that. You know? So and much. She was at the beginning at the piano. She comes out in the middle stage, throws that fur off. You know, I love that thing. Oh, yeah. And she inspires me to go, no, whatever season, because you've had all kinds of great seasons and, mm-hmm. and challenges. Um, I, I just look at this last, you know, kind of my last season as a, an employed person, maybe, right? right? Which is a good five years out at least, and but I'll, I'll always want to be in the game. We'll end with: Is there anything you want to put out there or dangle a carrot? This is maybe something I would just love to take on as a challenge. I just need some courage Ooh. to do it. Ooh, that's or is that another whole podcast? That's probably another whole podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, I mean, what comes to top of mind like that? And then I'll share mine if you share yours. Okay, I, you know. I, I just, I mean, I think for me, like, the patriotic jewelry business has always been kind of a side hustle. Yeah. I mean, we've had some really big events. If you can imagine, we started in December 99, and mm-hmm. then 9-11 came along, and mm-hmm. nobody ha- carried patriotic items in the no. retail stores. So we, our business blew up, and then right. we went back down. Right. Um, but I've always had other lives going on. So I just really need the courage, and I... I don't know why I struggle with it a little bit, but I do. Why well, haven't already done this? I, right. Like I have that self-talk with me all the time. Why, not, why am I just letting that idol there? I Part of it, it is, I think, probably patriotism is uh, it's a hot topic. <laughs> Maybe it is. You know you what? Know? We talked about that. Maybe that is yeah. part of it. But, you know, uh, I would say if it's there, be courageous mm-hmm. and go. For me, I, I have a dream. Not a dream, though. I, I think it's more other people's dream, but I there's a part of me that can't let go of it, and that's to write a book. Ooh. I'd love to call it I Just Know I'm 60. <laughs> I just know. Um, I don't know if anyone would care about it, you know, but I have that ink. But why? And then that's the woman in me going, no one's going to read what you have to say. Oh, my goodness. You know, and, and, right. And I but need to it is that. kind of. Yeah. But it is, it's a, it's a daunt. I look at that as a very daunting task. But I'd also love to take the advantage of the time we're in with technology and Zoom and people are so much more taking webinars and come up with curriculum about being an entrepreneur. Oh, I would. Yes. 101, man. And then there's 201. And then you're going to go to 301. And you're going to want a partner or a contributor. Right. Let me know. I would love that yeah, so much. I would just love to have something where that happens, right? Uh-huh. And and you can inspire any age person you can. to get. So that's my, maybe I can, then my next chapter. But you have you have a great story, great Thank book. You Thank much. you for coming in. You didn't write a book, but you've, you've given us so much today. <laughs> Thank um, you. And how can people find Kathy? So I'm. You're on LinkedIn. I am. And you are. You have patrioticjewelry.com. Mm-hmm, right. But we'll put your information out there too for people. That's fantastic. So, Thank you. Right. I guess if there's one last thing I could yeah. do, I'd like to move to California and somehow find my way in a movie with Kathy Bates. So there you this go. is going to go worldwide. <laughs> I'll spit out that Kathy. If you're listening, yes, I could be like your aunt, your sister, anything. I right? just think she's amazing. And I think I could be an actress. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Maybe that's my 70s. Hey, you never know. Thanks for having me. I oh, really enjoyed this Thanks for coming so today, much. giving us your time today. We appreciate you it. You are fabulous. Thank All you. right. As your career advances continue, your financial opportunities will continue to grow. Be prepared. Visit Bradyware.com backslash resources to find everything about inspiring women, this episode, plus an outline of Bradyware and Company accounting services, can be found in the episode show notes.